So Omicron is, in the PM words, now inevitable in New Zealand. Once it's in the community, we will all go back to red within 48 hours. Changes, including a graduated system for isolation, are due to be announced next week. We couldn't uh, have Jacinda Ardern, Chris Hipkins or Grant Robertson this morning not available. Opposition leader Chris Luxon is, and he's with us. Good morning. Good morning, Tim, and Happy New Year to you. You too. What did you make of the announcement? Well, look, I think with all res- respect, sort of people expected the Prime Minister to outline a, a pretty comprehensive plan, I think, for dealing with Omicron, and we didn't really see that. And I think people are understanding sort of what have they been doing because, you know, we've actually had the advantage here in New Zealand that we actually see this last and we actually get to see what's happening in other parts of the world. And it just feels like we've wasted time yet again uh, and actually don't have a proper plan in place. And so, you know, that was my initial reaction yesterday is just that, um, you know, I expected a lot more and I expected a lot more detail about, you know, how do we move between these traffic light system colours? What does it take to move in and out of them? Um, where are we with rapid antigen testing? And a whole bunch of different questions that I don't think were answered. Realistically, how long do you think we have with all of New Zealand at orange? When when will we tip over that community infection? Yeah. Well, point? I think it's you know highly possible that we could have communities spread uh, within you know within a week. You know, to be honest, you've got to be thinking like that in, in the position as prime minister and, and government. We could have a position within a week. You could have cases, community cases happening. Uh, the thing that we know that I think I'm most concerned about is that we know within days our actual traditional nasal PCR testing and all our tracing actually gets completely overwhelmed. Uh, and yet we haven't, don't, we don't have rapid antigen testing in place. That's a key thing, uh, particularly when our testing methods uh, won't, won't be in place uh, when Omicron over, overruns it. So, you know, um, you know, rapid antigen testing is a good example of what I'm talking about because we've actually mm-hmm. been talking about this for nine months and it actually hasn't happened. We have 4.6 million tests. They'll be used up very, very quickly. We need tens of millions of these tests. What, they well, they have said everywhere. that, Chris. They have said that, Chris, in our news just now. They say they'll have tens of millions available. Yeah, but, but the, the question, Tim, I guess, is that there's a big difference between saying stuff and PR and spin and actually doing it and making sure it's ready, executed, ready and on the ground, ready to go. And that's the big difference here, you know, that actually, well, why weren't they ordered nine months ago? Because you can go to Australia, you can go into a supermarket, you can buy them. Um, they've actually been illegal in New Zealand. Uh, they've only just recently been available in pharmacies just for the unvaccinated. So I guess my frustration, you know, coming from outside and from my old world, as you, where I'm used to managing risk a lot running an airline, uh, is that you actually need to make sure you've actually got these things happening for real. They're not just being talked about. And I think that's the frustration that I have at the moment. Isn't there a weakness in the rapid antigen testing scheme that you're relying on people's honesty? And uh, as we know, people aren't always when they get a positive test. Yeah, but I think in a system, just imagine ourselves fast forward into a world where Omicron's happening. We've got tens of thousands of cases. We've got, you know, our PCR system struggled to handle Delta testing, you know, and this is going to be quite something different. And as a result, we now have no, you know, testing is just not keeping up. There's no visibility as to what's going on. There's no data as to what's going on. People don't know where they are. And so the rapid antigen testing is really important. A lot of countries around the world for, for a long time now, you actually do your rapid antigen testing, you upload it into your vaccine pass and your app, it goes back to the government and they know how many rapid antigen tests results positive or negative have actually been done. So I think, you know, it is going to be about personal responsibility as we go through this period of time. But, you know, that's a, just a good example. That, that's going to be the thing that's going to happen very, very quickly, uh, that we'll get an overwhelmed testing system. So, you know, the other thing I'd say to you is, you know, 
Um, and when you run an airline, you want to have risk management, but you also want to have a lot of redundancies in the system. Well, you know, ICU beds is a big problem. You know, we've talked about this thing being transmissible, maybe not as severe, but even so, we haven't seen the modelling from the Prime Minister. She hasn't shown us up. But you've got to be able to shift your focus from cases to hospitalisation to make sure we've got all the things that we need in the hospital system. But if you've got 108 beds that are really only truly available in ICU, as was recently been reported, We've had a $52 billion COVID fund. We haven't spent any money, extra money on ICU beds. We don't have one single extra ICU bed fully staffed in this country from when we started COVID. You know, those are things that you do to make sure that we can actually manage risk uh, incredibly well. All right. We're, we're very short of time, but one quick answer. What are you expecting this graduated isolation system to look like? We can't slam everybody yeah. into MIQ. We, we must have some kind of home isolation system if it really is going to be as significant a spread as we suspect? Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of questions. You know, what, what is the actual treatment at home? You know, when you've had two people die at home in COVID during the Delta experience, you know, how do you avoid that going forward? When do you escalate to hospitals? There's a whole bunch of questions when we lose entire workforces, when we lose all our truck drivers that get taken out with Omicron and they can't go to work. You know, how, what's the supply chain in it's like? What's the business continuity planning look like? The hard questions, but they're the things that the government needs to be answering. So, yeah, I mean, you know, those are the you know, home isolation. We need to get really good clarity on what are the protocols and how do we manage that? Where are the oximeters that we would need to manage that? How do people get hold of those? Um, so, there's a, you know, that's what I'm talking about in terms of just not having a comprehensive plan that actually properly manages the risks. And the traffic light system is just confusing. You don't know what it takes to get in or out of them. You don't know what the criteria or justification or logic behind what means red, what means red, amber, what means green. Uh, so you, know, you need a risk management system, but it needs to be really clear about how you go up and down and through it. Uh, and it's just not there yet, just not enough mm. detail. What should we do about people stuck overseas? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we have to move to home isolation and we have to be able to um, get returning Kiwis home. Uh, and what we need now is a timeline for opening up to Australia first and then opening up to the rest of the world. And again, Australia? Well, I think when you've got Kiwis sitting in Australia, you know, being able, yeah, that's the easiest right. one, I think, to be able to get so exclude so, so you'd, you'd exclusively make it citizens and residents? Well, at least as a starting point, you know, that's exactly where we, you know, that's the path that we wanted to move down very, very, you know, very quickly. But once, once Omicron's in the community, uh, we're going to need always an MIQ system of some sort, but we're going to be very practical about how we use it. Uh, and so, you know, how we get Kiwis through that system, how we, and, and have a timeline for it is actually really important. At the moment, you know, when you just go cancel an MIQ lottery through a tweet, uh, and no one fronts, you know, that causes huge pain suffering across the country and around the world for Kiwis that are over there. So we need a plan to actually, you know, for home isolation, we need a plan for the, and a timeline really for opening up to the rest of the world. Christopher Luxon, who is the National Party Leader, Opposition Leader at Newstalk ZB. It's 14 past seven now.